We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Steve with Census Fidelium coming at you from the Eastern Front in North Carolina, 18th March, year 2020. The vigil of St. Joseph, the feast of St. Cyril of Jerusalem, talking about history of some of the plagues that you may not know of and some of the responses by our forefathers, Catholics in those times. What you can do now, especially those who have churches that are canceled or not canceled, closed. Maybe you're in a city that's locked down. I heard Baltimore is locked down. I did not know that. I think uh, New York is getting, I know San Fran is in parts of LA. A friend of mine out in LA said he's been quarantined in their house. So yeah, what can you do when you're in this situation? And has anything happened like this before? I mean, most people don't know. Everyone's yelling at the priests, bishops. Yeah, they've never been. Uh, they've never had masses stopped. According to Denver uh, records, 1918. And I'll just read it from the website. It's ColoradoPolitics.com. I'll have everything included in the show notes. I'll link everything to the Census Fidelium U.S. page, but I'll have a link. I'll have that link with the show notes in it. So just click it if you want to look over there and read it. Quotes from coloradopolitics.com. Records from the Denver Catholic Register indicate a patchwork of cancellations occurred more than 100 years ago during the Spanish flu pandemic. 
that began in 1918 and killed 675,000 Americans. Now remember, we're currently around 100 or 105 deaths right now. Quote, the health authorities have given their permission for outdoor services Sunday in Denver, but it will not be possible to celebrate Mass, Bishop John Henry Tihan, Tihan, T-I-T-I-A-G-N, Tihan, have informed pastors who sought his permission that he could not grant such faculties. Read the Archdiocese newspaper on October 10, 1918, noting 479 cases of the flu in Denver. Quote, if the priests wish, however, they will be permitted to gather their people together for other services outdoors. It is not likely that any will be held, unquote. So if you hear anybody saying that there's never have been times when the mass has been, public mass has been canceled, there you go. It happened 100 years ago in 1918. And I'm pretty sure it probably happened in the Black Plague in different areas of the uh the of the world and other plagues that came through. Um, you know, I can't list all the plagues in the history of the world off the top of my head right now. But private mass, you know, at least they were saying private masses. You might not be able to get to a public mass, but at least the priests were doing private ones. The problem today is priests do not know in the new right that they can do public or private masses. Most think that, you know, they're not trained that way. Maybe this is a good thing that they can learn from that and start doing this. But they are doing sacraments. I know around this area, where I'm at in North Carolina, in the Diocese of Charlotte, priests are doing confessions outdoors. Drive up. I mean, you can get out of the car and go up. And uh, they have a you know, the, the little barrier so you don't have to you know, see or hear anything. You know, they don't have to see you. So they're doing it just like they would in a box, but it's outside. So they're still doing that. They're still doing processions. I know one priest is doing it three times the uh, confessions three times this week and processions there's a procession this saturday at the cathedral they're having adoration for 20 for uh, 40 hours and uh the limiting four people per hour to be able to sign up you know that the sad thing is i told my wife i go you know the, it might be a hard thing to get four people so who knows if you know because she was rushing we need to sign up i go how many times we've been adoration for something like that at trad parishes too where they're begging people to go for the hour is that you how many people have you complained about what the diocese are doing i remember when i was in mount carmel in denver every weekend that they had first friday adoration they were begging people to come in they didn't have enough hours some people did two or three hours because the entire parish they couldn't make it for it see where i'm getting at we may need to take some ownership in this. Things were taken away from us. Maybe we didn't deserve it. Now I'm going to get to that in one of the plagues, the plague of Malta. Well, maybe many people didn't know about it. I was at work today, and we were praying the Angelus, and people were getting worried and such like that. And I brought that up to them, and they saw some hope from that. I'll tell you, I'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, so we're having adoration at the cathedral. You can also, if you can't get to a, a parish that's open, or maybe they don't have adoration. Go to the door if it's closed. Pray outside the door. Pray outside. Pray in the parking lot. He's there. He's in the tabernacle. He knows you're outside that door. Go. Get up and go. If you if you're in quarantine lockdown, you got to get past the uh, uh, the uh, peace 
Rangers or uh, what were they, what they call them in uh, you know, Mockingjay and uh, the hunting the hunt the Hunger Games, the uh, peacekeepers. If you have to get past them, then yeah, maybe you can't do that. But I got a, I got something for that. We'll get to that later. Father Mateo was promoting it. I'll give you a little hint if anybody knows what that's about. There's a couple sermons on that. Well, no, take that back. One that I know of. But many people don't remember that. I didn't remember it until a priest actually talked about it because we're trying to get some people, uh, more podcasts going on, especially if we get put down by our governor, even though we have only seven cases in the entire state. Uh, to be pushed out of the you know, work and home bar or whatever you want to call them, jailed at home. Anyway, some of that's coming. Hopefully it's not. So obviously, like I said, Denver Catholics had masses canceled. They probably weren't the only one. It's the only one I found right off the bat in the three-minute three search, coloradopolitics.com. Robert's... The historian Robert De Mate, I think I'm saying that, Roberto De Mate, uh, did a great article. It's on Rate Celli. Uh, I'll, again, I'll link it all in the show notes. On the procession of Pope St. Gregory II. I'll read a little bit of the I'll read a little bit of the article for you. You can read the whole thing when we uh at the show notes section. Anyways, quote we do not know, however, he's talking about COVID-19, of its origins, but we do know that pandemics have ever have always been considered as divine chastisements in history, and the sole remedy the church took against them was prayer and penance. This happened in Rome in the year 590, when Gregory took the name Gregory I. He was there from 4, uh, 540 to 604. Italy was devastated by diseases, famines, social disorders, and a destructive wave of the Lombards between 589 and 590, a violent outbreak of plague. The terrible Lewis in Guaria, after devastating the Byzantine territory in the east and the Frankish land of the west, had sown death and terror in the peninsula and had struck the city of Rome. The Roman citizens saw this epidemic as the divine punishment for the corruption of the city. The first victim of the plague claimed in Rome was Pope Pelagius II, who died on February 5th, 590, and buried in St. Peter's. The clergy in the Roman Senate elected Gregory as his successor after his consecration. On October 3rd, 590, the new pope tackled the plight of the plague immediately. Gregory of Tours, 538-594, who was a contemporary and chronicle of those events, recounts that in a memorable sermon delivered in the church of Santa Sabina, Gregory invited the Romans to follow contrite and penitent the example of the inhabitants of Nineveh. Quote, look around you. Behold God's sword of wrath brandished over the entire population. Sudden death snatches us from the world, scarcely given us a second of time. At this precise moment, oh, how many are taken up by evil here around us, unable even to think about penitence. Unquote. Then the Pope exhorted everyone to raise their eyes to God, who permits such tremendous punishments in order to correct his children. To placate the divine wrath, the Pope ordered a, quote, seven-form litany, that is, a procession of the entire Roman population divided into seven cortages according to sex, age, and condition. The procession moved from the various Roman churches towards the Vatican Basilica, singing litanies along the way. This is the origin of what are known as the greatest litanies of the church or rogations, which we pray to God that he may defend us from adversities. 
The seven cortages moved through the buildings of ancient Rome barefoot at a slow pace, heads covered in ashes. While the multitudes transversed the city, in silence, the pestilence reached such a point of fury that in the brief space of an hour, 80 people fell dead to the ground. However, Gregory did not cease for a second in exhorting the people to continue praying and insisted that the picture of the Virgin painted by St. Luke to be kept in St. Mary Majors be brought to the front of the procession. This is in Gregoria de Torres Historia Francorum Liber 10th book. The Golden Legend is a compendium of traditions transmitted from the first centuries of the Christian era and recounts that as the holy image advanced, the air became healthier and more limpid and the miesma 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 of the plague dissolved as it couldn't stand its presence it reached the bridge uniting the city to the hadrian mausoleum known in medieval times as castilian crescenti when all of the sudden the chorus of angels could be heard singing regina che de la tari alleluia quia quermarusti portari alleluia resurrexi sicu dixi alleluia and gregory responded in a loud voice Ora pro nobis ragamus. Alleluia. And so the Regina Chaley was born. The antiphon of the church greets Mary the Queen with during Eastertide for the resurre resurrection of the Savior. After singing, the angels settled themselves in a circle around Our Lady's picture, and Gregory, raising his eyes, saw at the top of the castle an angel who, after drying his sword dripping with blood, put it back in his sheath as the sign of the punishment was over. He goes on and talks about the third seeker of Fama, saying that we note that only it, we note only that if the angel thinks to the appeal of St. Gregory, see the sword, it means that it has been drawn first drawn to punish the sins of the Roman people. The angels, in fact, are the executioners of divine punishments on people, as the Germanic vision of the third seeker of Fatima reminds us by calling us to repentance, quote, an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand flashing, it gave out flames that looked as though they would set the world on fire, but they died out in contact with the splendor Our Lady radiated towards him from her right hand. Pointing to the earth with his right hand, the angel cried out in a loud voice, penance, penance, penance. He continues, is the spread of the coronavirus related in some way to the vision of the third secret? The future will tell us. However, the appeal to penance remains of prime urgency for our age and the prime remedy to guarantee our salvation in time and eternity. The words of St. Gregory the Great must resound again in our hearts. Quote, what will we say of the terrible events of which we are witnesses, if not that they are predictions of a future wrath? Think then, dearest brothers, with extreme care to that day. Correct your lives, change your habits, defeat with all your might the temptations of evil, punish with tears sins committed. He concludes, it is these words, not the dream of Amazonia Felix, that today are needed in the church which appears the way St. Gregor described in his times, quote, a very old ship, horrifically gashed, waves and rotted planks getting in everywhere, shaken every day by a violent tempest, foreshadowing a shipwreck, unquote. But way back when then, Divine Providence called forth a helmsman who, as St. Pius X states, quote, amid the raging waves was able not only to dock in the harbor but also secure the ship from future storms the 1675 and 1676 multi-plague epidemic 
the 1675-76 multi. This is coming from Wikipedia. So, if you upset a Wikipedia, I got nothing for you. There's no articles written on this that I could find. But, I mean, there's plenty of citations on this. The Malta Plague epidemic was a major outbreak of plague on the island of Malta, then ruled by the Order of St. John. It occurred between December 1675 and August 1676 and resulted in approximately 11,300 deaths, making it the deadliest epidemic in Maltese history. Both deaths were in the urban areas, including the capital Valentia, Valenta and the three cities, and these had a mortality rate of about 41%. In the rural settlements, the mortality rate was 6.9%. Goes into a little bit. If you I'll, like, I said, I'll put just like anything else will be in the show notes. I'll put this in there. You can read all of it that they have up. By the way, I'll include this in the video part, but you'll be able to see it if you go to Wikipedia. You'll see a 1590s painting at St. George Basilica depicting the saint, St. George, protecting Gozo from the 1676 plague. That's how St. George is, is connected to the uh, patron of plagues. I didn't know this. I did not know that until uh, this. I wrote that little article, put that blog together. But I didn't, and it said plagues, but I didn't know he was connected to this. So that initial measurements, initial measures to contain the epidemic were ineffective, largely because there was a disagreement whether the disease was actually plague. On 28 January 1676, four Knights Grand Cross of the Order of St. John were appointed plague commissioners and were given unlimited power to safeguard the order in public from, from the disease. Two counts and a number of public officials were also responsible for dealing with the outbreak and carrying out the orders given to them by the four knights. All suspected cases were transferred, and most of them died soon afterwards. See. Some people disputed the cause of the disease, and the doctor Giuseppe de Costo insisted that it was not plague but a malignant pricking disease. Many went on their daily lives as usual, and this is believed to be a factor what resulted in such a high death toll. It was only after various European physicians gave their opinions that it was a plague that strict containment measures were enforced, by then, but by then it was too late. People were, were forbidden to gather in churches and hotels and in outdoor public spaces. Barricades were built in isolation. Church, uh, hospitals were enlarged once again. I repeat that. People were forbidden to gather in churches and hotels, etc. The Order's fleet were was anchored. Now, I know everyone's going to say, you know, it's more than just Malta doing the uh, masses. Yes. But it's also not the entire world getting uh, stopping public masses. Uh, the plague was caused by rats. Microbes and rats were spread to humans through infected fleas from the rats. Let's see. The death toll. Most sources agree that the epidemic killed about 11,300 people out of a population of about 60,000. You do the math on the percentage. 60,000 to 70,000. The order's archives record only 8,726 deaths, while other sources give the death toll as 8,732, or estimated to be between 11,000 and 12,000. This death toll makes the epidemic Malta's deadliest plague outbreak. About 9,000 of the 22,000 pe uh, people living in cities died in the epidemic, amounting to 41% of the population. Of these, at least 2,557 died in Valenta. It breaks down the numbers in the cities. Da -da -da. In the rural areas, about 2,000 of some 29,000 people died. Among the clergy, the dead included a Grand Knight Cross, eight other knights, 10 parish priests, one canon, 95 other priests, and 34 monks. 10 physicians, 16 surgeons, 
and over a thousand hospital attendants also died of the plague. There was a religious revival during the epidemic, resulting in the veneration of the Blessed Sacrament and relics. There was particular devotion to patron saints of the plague infected, such as St. Roche, St. Rocco, St. Rock, St. Roche, and St. Sebastian, also to other saints including Our Lady, St. Rosalia, St. Nicholas, and St. Anne. The historian Bartholomew del Pozo attributed the epidemic as divine retribution against the population for their sins. A number of niches and churches were built in thanks for, by survivors of the plague, including the Saria Church in Floriana, which was rebuilt by the order after the vow made after a vow made during the epidemic. So you see, everyone thought it was punishment for their own sins. They took ownership of that. I mean, people are doing that today. They're blaming everybody. They're someone not happy. I get it. It's not you didn't ask for it. Accept it. Be happy that you take the cross. Make it a great Lent from it. Uh, I remember my bud Ryan. He posted on his Facebook or Twitter feed. They talked about that he was reading something from Bellman that he would, that Bellman wished that he would die on Easter, and if he didn't die on Easter, he'd die. He wished he would die on Pentecost, and so on. Look at the first week of Lent's readings. The lessons were about guys that were praying because of the sins of the past, the previous generations. They accepted this. And did penance and took the and took the punishment for it. We can do that too. If who knows if this is a punishment or not, but right now take it day by day. Take it day by day. Accept the accept the way it is and become saints out of it. You can do things right now from that. Things like what? Night adoration of the home. You ever heard of it? I've only had one sermon. I have all the sermons I got. I only had one sermon on it. It's done by. It was promoted by. Father Matteo Crowley, who was the basically the evangelist of the Sacred Heart. If you ever gotten the book Jesus King of Love, get that book and also get this. This is I mean it's only twenty nine pages total. Uh, St. Pius X Press publishes it. I don't know anywhere else I found it from this. It's just a black cover it says Night Adoration at Home. What is it? It's from nine to six and nine at night to six in the morning. You pick an hour during the night to do a holy hour. You put the sacred image, sacred heart, in a, in a prominent place. You try to, you, he requests, he recommends on your knees for the whole time. And if you have the family for it, nine to six, you do the math. You can get everybody in the family to take one hour. If not, get the whole family to do an hour and then, you know, just call it, call it a night. Or get some friends to do together. Get a group. If you need uh, two families or three families to complete the, the night, Pick the hours that you're going to do it. Have It's easier if the whole family does it and another family does another family. So one can go over and wake the other one up instead of having to rely on a alarm clock. Because, you know, two in the morning, one in the morning can get a little hard. And if you're definitely in a place where you're locked down, you're not allowed to go out, there you go. Now, he recommends once a month. Times like this, could do it every day. Could do it every, once a week at least. Do it. Try it out. I know you haven't known of this, so you can't be blamed for it. Now you know about it. Get the book. I think it's like four bucks or something like that. I haven't. I'll I'll link it in the show notes section. Get it, and we'll see if they're not published anymore. I'll see about trying to get the get a republish somewhere. I don't know if they're doing it. Or not. I've had this for years. Uh, Night adoration of the home. Again, look in the show notes in the video. You'll see the photo of it. 
So then adoration. You can go to adoration chapels if they're still open. I know my mom was talking about out in her and she's back in Denver. That one parish nearby took the Blessed Sacrament out. I forgot to ask her about St. Thomas More, if they still got it going on. But if not, then go to the I mean it's still he's still in the bless he's still in the tabernacle. You can still go. Churches are open. They're not closed. Some of them are closed during the private masses. Some of them are closed at night. Go if you can. Doors open, get in. If not, you didn't waste your time driving. Stay outside. Pray outside. He knows you're out there. He knows what your heart wanted to do. Can't do it. Still do something. Say, say a rosary outside. Get on your knees. It's penance. I know the semenes are not fun. I got two bad knees. I know. They're not too, They're not fun to, to kneel on. You want some penance? You remember the whole Gregory the Great procession? They were dying, literally doing the procession, according to the historians. I think we can take some little pain on our knee. Obviously, increase prayer, become better at prayer, do it more. Every time the clock strikes, you know we got this uh, uh, grandfather clock, and you, know, you some some people probably hear it during the podcast and videos. And uh, wasn't expensive. I got on Facebook Marketplace for like, like two hundred bucks, something like that. It's cool, beautiful. I did it because I was mostly before I got this job, staying at the house, and when I was doing Uber, it's easy to find because. Uh, I'm getting to the point of, if you ever read Glories of Mary, it talks about some of the saints at the top of every hour, they say, Hail Mary. So, every time that thing struck, I was able to hear Hail Mary because, again, beforehand, I kept missing the hours because I wasn't looking at a clock, I wasn't driving, I wasn't paying attention to the time. Now I got to hit the bell to remind me. Bell's going off, Hail Mary, and a spiritual communion. You read about the saints, like, uh, I think it's in uh, Stefano, uh, Stefano Manelli's book, on the Eucharist, I definitely know it's in there. Uh, St. Francis de Sales did a communion, every, a spiritual communion every 15 minutes because the teaching was the host, the accidents were only inside you for 15 minutes, so we'd do another 15 minutes. And then some other saints would do it at top of the hour. So there you go. Hail Mary and a spiritual communion at top of every hour. There you go. Something simple. Read more. If you're out the house a lot, I know Tan Books right now is doing 40% off next couple days. You got the book of Glorious St. Joseph. There's some prayers at the end of it. And the Incredible Catholic Mass. Tremendous book on the Mass. Everybody needs to read that book, along with Glorious St. Joseph, along with Glories of Our Lady and Glories of Mary. But the end of the book on the Incredible Catholic Mass is a lot of Mass prayers. You can do that. I just posted a link on uh, prayers for priests, especially during their communions. Do that at every Mass. Memorize, get to memorize that prayer. So when Father's uh, uh, communicating up on the altar, you got everybody praying for him. We need more of that. Thank priests. If you if you see them around, they're putting their lives on, on, on risk. Remember the good ones? The good ones that died in the Black Plague were doing priestly duties. The bad ones, the, or the guys that didn't, survived. What did they get? There's a there's a uh, lecture on there about the on the, my YouTube channel. I'm, I'll link it on there from the Institute of Catholic Culture on the after effects of the Black Plague. He talks about how, you know, devotions went down. They even talk about that with the uh, with St. Alan de la Roche, because the people that were doing it, it went down during the plague because everyone was doing it, died. Not everyone, but the devotions went down. So he had our Lord appeared to St. de la Roche, blessed de la Roche, to get him to spur it up again. So thank priests. We should thank them anyways, every day. Tell them, tell them thank you for doing what they're doing. Ask them for a hand. Ask them to do what. Ask if they, you know, if you need anything for them, especially trans. 
even to know his order priest. Or even if you're at a trap parish where he's doing both, you don't have to do that. More thanks, less asking. Again, remember that priest out in France when I texted him, hey, Father, it's Steve from the emails. And he wrote back, son. Father's the coolest thing, best thing that a priest could say back. He's father, I'm son. I'm not telling daddy what to do. I didn't tell my dad what to do. My parent, my parent dad, I didn't tell him what to do. What gives me the right to tell my spiritual father what to do? We were supposed to start listening to our honor thy father and mother. That goes for priests too, bishops. Pray for those boys. Pray for them. Go to confession. I got there's the priest down the street. He's doing he's doing outdoor confession every day this week for an hour. He's going. He don't have to do that, but he wants to do it. It's Lent. He wasn't even scheduled on there before during the during time. He had two or three days, but this he's doing it every day and holy hour and holy hour after mass and keeping the prayer and the parish open. And he did an impromptu procession a couple days ago. Twenty five people showed up. It wasn't a great you know. We had about an hour to, uh, heads up on that, but there was only about 25. I, I videoed it for a uh, uh, Twitter feed. I couldn't get it downloaded to be able to, for uh, some reason, the phone wasn't doing it. My phone had been acting up. So go to confession. Again, say thanks to the priest. Pray to Our Lady, help of the sick. Download her photo. I'll, I'll, it's, it's in, the, it's in the, with the, uh, the link, the blog. Go to the blog, right-click on this, save the photos, print it up. Vista print does it. You can do the beautiful image, eight by tens, eleven by uh, eleven by seventeen. If it's if it's even bigger pixel wise, get a bigger one. Blow it up, print it out. Have a devotion. I got the prayer to Saint Rock, Saint Roche, Saint Rocco. Pray to Saint Gregory, Saint George, Saint Anne, with the guys at the Malta, Saint Anne, Saint Sebastian. Accept the cross and make it a good Lent, a great Lent. This, I'm not a Thomas Paine fan. He was a blasphemer. He hated the church, hated Catholics. But you can take his words on these are the tri times that try men's souls. This ain't up for sunshine patriots. You I mean, all those things you can go. It's getting tough out there. What are you going to do about it? Are you the one to cop, tuck tail and run? Or are you one to hey, life sucks. Grab a helmet. Let's go. Have, pr have prudence, yes. Have fortitude too. That's a virtue too. Stay hard. You got the weapons. Holy water. You know, holy water has the blessing in there. Uh, Father uh, Father Z had to write up on it, and I ended up uh, writing it for our. Uh, I got another blog coming up on it. It talks about being cured for you know health of body. Sprinkle around, put it on you. Sign it across when you get up. Sign it across when you get when you go to bed. Sign it. Bless yourself before you walk out of the house. When you walk when you walk back in the house. Sprinkle it in the car. Sprinkle it around the house every night. Bless your children with it. Bless your wife with it. It's there. That's a spiritual combat right there. A weapon that we can use. Don't leave home without it. The rosary. Obviously, that's without question. Angelus. If you're getting up at six, say the Angelus too. Have that. Have that. Uh, still have your uh, discipline to get up early. Do your morning prayers. That includes the Angelus. Your three Hail Marys. Work out. You got time to do a lot of things if you're not if you're being stuck at the house. You got a lot of stuff that you can do. A lot of things. There's a lot of good stuff online. I mean, that some guy named you know that channel Cecil Spadelli. I've heard that's online. They even have a website. Us. 
it's even in Spanish. If you know some people that that, that knows that you know, speak Spanish only, send them the links on Spanish. I got sermons on Spanish. I got books on Spanish. I found some more on there that I'll end up linking up when I get done. Tell people about that. Send it off. Send the emails out. You can do a lot right now that you don't even know about that you might not even thought about doing. Use this time to grow in holiness. Take up that cross. This is the, you know, the age of Christian warfare. What else? I mean, how is it? Christian warfare right now, that what we're doing right now. Your last Lent last year, maybe you gave up Coke. Look at what you're doing now. This is a neat Take advantage of this gift. Use it for penance, prayer. Get holier. Own up to the sins that cry out to God for vengeance. Remember, this is all the you know, abortion, gay marriage, porn. There's a lot of bad things that this era, this world, not just this union of the United States of America, North the North American continent, and Europe. We've been promoting bad things. We deserve a good butt kicking, don't we? Or do we not? Do, or are we thinking, oh, we don't deserve this. Own up to this. We got a lot of problems out there. It probably will get worse, too. If this is not a big thing, we'll get something else coming down the pipe. Don't you worry. It's not going to be all sunshine and lollipops later. Be thankful that God put you in this situation. Pray to him for everything. Give, ask him to give you strength to persevere. Do those prayers. Get the book. Night Adoration of the Home, get a group together, get excited about that, have discipline to do it. It's going to be tough. But if it wasn't tough, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? That old saying, legally own, <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Don't give up hope. Don't despair. Keep joy. There's a book by Frank Sheets, Saints uh, Joyful Saints. Get that. Keep a sense of humor. Don't mock somebody that gets sick. I'm not talking about that, but make, you know, have some have some light in the situation. You can still laugh. It's good for you. Get outside too. The sun's good for you. Don't be one of those that's stuck inside and say, "Hey, I'm good. I'm stuck inside, or I'm listening. You know, I can't go outside." The sun's good for you. That's it's good health for you too. Don't be stuck up. You would drive yourself nuts. Stuck inside of me, and you drive yourself nuts. Read, pray, hope. Don't worry, as Po said. Remember, we're all in this together. You're not alone. If you feel like you're alone, you're not alone. Reach out to anybody. Email me. People do that on Facebook a lot. Message me. Some people email me on the email. Some people write letters. Write letters to each other. Email each other. If you see someone in chat, you say, hey, I need someone to talk to. Leave your email address. People will chat to you. People will chat to you. The people on this site are fantastic. They will do that. They will help each other out. That's what we are. We're a family. Say a Hail Mary for me, and I'll be eternally grateful. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. Steve Cunningham for Sensitive Fidelium. God love you.